Okay, so chickens. <laughs> chickens. I got new chickens. You did. I saw them. They're very to cute. Add, to add in. And one of the chickens that I got was a chicken that definitely has gone through some chicken trauma. Um, poor and chicken. I was like, I'm going to take this chicken, right? So, like, wherever she came from, her back, is, like, all of her feathers were picked. Um, she's just a little girl. She's just a little baby, right? So I was like, I want, I want to take that one because that needs a nice, loving home. Little chicken uh, friend. Mm-hmm. And because it was like a farm, I had to give it a bath. And, and I was just like, let's do a little Epsom salt. Chickens love Epsom salt baths. Fun fact. Okay. They'll just chill in there. Um, so I'm like giving her a bath. But this chicken is sitting in my lap right now. And the second you go to pick this chicken up, it sounds like she's being murdered. Okay. How are the dogs this with is, this chick? I mean, I guess the chick, you've brought chickens in the house before. I'm just thinking, like, how they're feeling about chicken on the lap. I mean, well, they've yeah, they've seen chicken on the lap. They've seen some yeah. chickens on the lap. Um, Maggie is staring. Both of the, both Maggie and Rue have stuck their face in this chicken's face. And the chicken's been like, nope. And like, I don't <laughs> I'm a uh, clap back at you. Yeah. But so are you ready? I'm ready. Let's see if I can lift her without her screaming. I'm doing it. Look at that face. But she. Let's see if I, can. I hear her. <laughs> She's actually very calm right now. <laughs> She's been, I'm like, I have to name her. And I'm thinking of naming her Banshee. I like that. I think that's a great name. When she like really screams, she screams like a Banshee. Mm. I was also going to say Siren, but that's more of a song than a scream. So, yeah. But I don't know if you can see her poor back. What a poor baby. I know. And she's got missing feathers on her head. She's little like monkey. Yeah. She's little. Little bantam chicken. <laughs> you better not lose that chicken right now. <laughs> oh, I already did. I already did. I like. I'm letting her chill. Like that's why she's in the house right now. She's in the cage. Oh no! Why does because, this always like, happen? Homegirl obviously has not had. What is going on? What? What happened? Can you hear me? Oh, you're frozen. Speak words. Hello. I'm speaking words. Hello. Hi. Third time is a charm. Uh, it better be. Yeah. Because then I'm gonna the start throwing shit. <laughs> let the people. This is our third attempt <laughs> of doing this intro. I'm just talking about things. Yeah, and just goes to show how much we love you guys. You know, we'll make three attempts, but after this one. <laughs> Wait, are we in shadow? Not yet. Uh, I think so. Yeah, we are indeed. Retro shade, as the internet calls it. Mm-hmm. Gatorade, as I call it. <laughs> Gatorade should make flavors that are planets. So that somebody they could should. actually get a Mercury Gatorade. They should trade. I can't trademark it. That reminds me 
of like the Snapple elements mm-hmm. mm. from back in the day. That white tea one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. they remake stuff, and I'm like, I just, I can't try it as an adult because I, I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. I really, I just, I need to figure this out. Once and for all, what happened to Fruitopia? <laughs> now, right now, in this moment, yeah. what happened to Fruitopia? It was just completely. Is it a soda? I've heard of it, but I've never experienced it. It was a beverage. Okay. <laughs> this is the first thing that just I get, right? Its beginning was like a hopeful hippie return to Woodstock 1994, but its end was a crash and burn like Woodstock 1999. <laughs> By 2003, Fruitopia was completely discontinued in the U.S. Some of its flavors lived on in other Minute Maid products. You can still get raspberry lemonade, but without the psychic effects. Oh. Um, I didn't know it was made by Minute Maid, and I'm not a raspberry fan, so. The end. The end. Uh, yeah and there's a whole what really happened I'll read that later but that was a really funny little put it in your downloads for later yeah I'll just yeah I'll leave it up here and <laughs> read about it later and cry why Fruitopia and the nostalgia yeah which you're gonna have some nostalgia for your birthday I am so on the day that this comes out it will be my birthday, which is my date of birth, mm, mm. August 10th. So I'm expecting at least a one-page essay from every single person listening to this episode right now about why you love me. <laughs> and a playwright. No, just kidding. But yeah, so on Friday, I'm doing dinner and karaoke, which will be fun. And then on Saturday, my uncles live in Manhattan. So me and a friend are going to go and see them and do some dinner. And the same uncles bought me tickets to see the Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium on Sunday. Which is going to be great. In one of our attempts to do this, I stated that I don't think I know a single Jonas, like I couldn't name you a Jonas Brothers song, but I know that I've heard them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's and, really for um, my inner teen. I, I do enjoy the Jonas Brothers now, but I really enjoyed them back in the day. I really, I'm like, I don't. I'm looking at the names of them. I'm I'm sure I, I've heard them. I just like. They I have also a song feel called... like you don't really listen to the radio. Mm, yeah, not like normal radio. Like I don't listen to the mainstream radio. Mm. Like I listen to like NPR, and then there's some like cool jazzy stations near me, and uh, World Cafe Live does some stuff on one of the yeah. You're so fetch. How dare you? <laughs> How you dare are. you? How dare you? All right. But I will say after this, I'm going to do something that my Spotify is going to really confuse my Spotify. And I'm going to mm-hmm. look up the Jonas Brothers and play a song. You'd probably like their newer music. It's got it's got a little bit of a funky beat, you know? Okay. Well, I do love the funk. They have a song called Waffle House. so That's a good one. Okay, that's good. It better be if you're gonna name 
There's a song Waffle House. Like it needs to <laughs> needs to hold up. Their music has definitely changed from when I was younger. There were a lot of songs that I liked that were more of like their love songs because I'm just I'm a sucker for a love song. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, some, t- some days I'm just like, everything could be great in my relationship, but it's a beautiful day out, and I'm just going to torture myself with breakup songs all day. Like, there's just, <laughs> I actually have a playlist called My Venus in Cancer, and it's just dedicated to all of those songs. <laughs> that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Oh, just shit. Dedicated. I got to start the Virgo playlist. You do. Oh, all right. Well, it'll be. I'll do it after this, so I can have my music inspiration. I guess I'll have to put something Jonas Brothers in there. You gotta, gotta do what it. What do you think is the most Virgo Jonas Brothers song that you know? Mm. You can I'll come have back to get back to, to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah. get back to you on that. That's fine. So I feel like the Jonas Brothers might fit more in like the Cancer season playlist or like the Leo season playlist, but I'm sure there's a song out there that that is Virgo esque. What was our emo night Virgo band? Ooh, I don't remember. I don't either. That was all a blur. (laughs) It was all a dream. Wait, we went on tour. (laughs) We did, but that was like a whole thing that we did. It was. I think it. I think we did. We not have it in, in the Canva. Oh, it should be in the Canva. I could pull it up. I'm totally getting sidetracked. Listen. That's okay, but it's important now. It is important. Okay, let me see if I could have it. Recent designs. Wild wet emo night. Got him. You got him? I got him. Brand new. Hmm. Yeah. Which is like is one of my favorites. Like one of my favorites. Yeah. Definitely gotta put some brand new up on that playlist. Yeah. What's your favorite brand new song? I know there are too many there's so many yeah it's okay you could get back to me on it all right you get back to me on Jonas Brothers and I'll get back to you on Brad <laughs> we'll, we'll trade songs I wonder if Spotify gives you like what brand like if I'm like which brand new oh it's 444 hello it is hi like can I put in like most my most played brand new song that would be cool I'm just giving all of these fucking big companies really great ideas. You are. You know, we can do the Gatorade for planets and Spotify, you know, just hooking up with Spotify. I feel like the closest thing to it is like the wrapped, but if you're not listening to brand new all year long, it's not going to show up on there. So I'm not brand new, but brand new is like, Something I start listening to in Virgo season, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like it has that fall-like feel. It does. Emo music like them, in general. Yeah. That and like, and minus the bear. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, those are my, those are mine. Let me see. I don't want to know what's popular for me. All right. It, it, uh, everything. There's too many. Everything. There's All way too of many. Them. All right. They're from Long Island, which is fun. From Long Island. We've been rambling. Well, it seems like forever because this is our third attempt, but it's only been it's 10 still, minutes on this it's end. Still a minute <laughs> times 10. We're avoiding the topic. I actually, I left my book in the other room. Do you have your book? I do have my book on me. 
Because I'm not going out there to get it. <laughs> oh, is, is everything okay out there? Yeah, just because I'm currently recording in my storage closet, it's it takes a lot to get out there, you know? Mm. I'm like locked into my seat right now. I'm locked and loaded. You gotta fight for it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just not the time. It's not the time for fighting. It's the time for loving and for giving back to people. Okay. Through Virgo. Through Virgo. Virgo the Virgin. I feel like I need some water. I have iced coffee. That'll do. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. That'll do. All right. So Virgos, August 23rd. Yep. To September 20-ish. <laughs> what is it? I'm going to say it's the 22nd. I feel like Libra season starts September 22nd is what I'm going to guess. Why is this book trying to fight me? Because it's 17,000 pages long. And none of the information that I actually need. <laughs> I'm surprised that the it's not on that page. It's not on that page. But it's rude. Let's just, double, let's just double check. Well, I definitely know it's August 23rd because I have two people in my September life. September 22nd. Good me. You know what? It's like I'm an astrologer or something. Boop. Thank you. Thank you. you on the nose. Boop, 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 I liked boop, it. Boop. I liked it. <laughs> All right. It's story. It's story time. Story time for the Virgo season. Right. Hopefully right. we'll like this story. Yes. It's not likely. <laughs> well, it's just that all of the stories so far have been disappointing. So is it going to keep up the trend of disappointment? We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Virgo. All right. So Virgo is the sixth sign of the Zodiac and the second sign to have a human representation rather than an animal one. Mm. Shout out to, you know, us Geminis. Geminis. Uh, Virgo is often depicted as a young woman holding some wheat for the constellation of Virgo has always been associated with the harvest Babylonians Wait, pause called- one second isn't it interesting that the two human depicted zodiac signs are both ruled by Mercury by Mercury I That's mean it's fun. the yeah I mean communication I guess well my brain just went to um, you know how there's all life and existence happening, right? And then we have us as like sentient beings and the humans being the ways to actually express the divine in their own individual ways mm. and communicate like that. So I feel like that kind of tracks. Wonderful. Please okay. continue. All right. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> Not disappointed at all. I love it. I, I was just like, I had just had a moment that I was just like, bing, you know? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Babylonians. Mm. Let's talk about, let's talk about them. So Babylonians called the constellation the furrow. And it represented, it was represented by a corn goddess. It's corn. Uh, the most prominent <laughs> star. Yeah, the most prominent star in Virgo is named Spica. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, sure, meaning that's what e- I said. Meaning ear of corn. Fucking corny, you know? All right. So the corny. legend of Virgo. Yeah, the legend of Virgo is found in the Greek myth of creation. The story goes that before men and anim- or animals lived on Earth, a race of giants called Titans ruled the world. Mm. Two Titan brothers, Prometheus and Epimetheus. What? Whose name is this? It's Epimetheus. a hard name. 
Prometheus and Epimetheus? That People sounds... are correcting me. I can hear them correcting me in the future while they're listening. And yeah, okay. thank you guys for your corrections. Yeah. Sorry yeah. that we don't speak Greek. <laughs> or just know, you know, Greek mythology stuff. So these, these homie brothers, uh, they were given the task of creating human beings and animals. When this was done, Amethius, that's it, right? Amethius. I think it sounds better. It does, but it doesn't look like it's how. All right. So the one brother set about giving various gifts to the animals, wings to one kind, claws to another, et cetera, et cetera. He was so generous that when it came time to dispense something to mankind, he had nothing left to give. So he asked Prometheus for help. Prometheus went into heaven and came back with the gift of fire. This made man superior to other species, for with fire he could keep warm, make tools, and eventually develop commerce and science. We just take commerce, so anyway. Jupiter, chief of the gods, you know, mm-hmm. that guy, became real Jupiter. angry. Mm-hmm, Jupiter. Became so angry at the god's secret of fire being given to man that he bound Prometheus to a rock where an eagle constantly tore at his liver, so never entirely consuming it. He also sent a curse to Earth, brought by the first woman. Her name was Pandora, meaning a gift of all the gods. Pandora brought with her a box, which she was told never to open, and then one day, seized with curiosity, she lifted the lid of the box and out sprang terrible plagues to haunt mankind forever. Uh, sickness and death for the body, anger, envy, and revenge of the mind. At the bottom of the box lay the one thing that had not escaped hope. During the terrible times that followed, the gods deserted Earth one by one and went to live in heaven. The very last to leave was Astraea, goddess of innocence and purity. After leaving the Earth, Astraea was placed among the stars and became the constellation of Virgo. The legend is that one day the golden age will come and that Astraea will return to Earth. How are you going to give me a box and say, never open this box? <laughs> <laughs> just Look never at- open this. I'm That's like, exactly just why Jupiter did it. He knew that, yeah, he gave her a box filled with plagues yeah. and like revenge of the mind. Just keep yeah, that shit. No, he did it on purpose. He wanted to be like, all right, you got fire, but how about plagues? Like fire, but fire, what a gift. That was a great gift. I mean. Well, what an actual gift. Yeah. What a great, great gift. Uh, there's another one here. I also saw something online that said that uh, Persephone is also associated with Virgo. Which... I, I also saw that. I feel like I like that in a sense. I feel like timing wise, it doesn't make sense just because of the way that the equinoxes are like, yeah, it actually happens at the end of Virgo season, technically, or I guess, yeah, right. The fall equinox is at the end of September. So it happens at the end of Virgo season, beginning of Libra season. But I like the theory of, there being darkness while she is away where it kind of links up with Estrella as well. And, you know, it yeah. links up with like the purity and innocence and all of that. 
But I will say this is the first story that I'm not completely disappointed with. I feel like there was there was a lot happening in it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm more mad at the crab. (laughs) Still mad about the crab. I mean, I kind of liked I liked the idea. So there was a few things that I uh, learned um, that I like how it like kind of plays into this. One being. That Virgo and Scorpio were at one time one sign. Interesting. And then Libra was put in place to balance the two. I like that. Mm-hmm. I also like that. I like that a lot. And I also find it interesting that the gift was fire. Like I'm I'm I wasn't expecting that, but it plays into this other thought process that I had. Where I was trying to think, like, why why do we hate on the Virgos? And Leo, the season of Leo, here we are, is fire, right? It's the creativity. It's the passion and the power. But Virgo makes us do the work. Right. Do the thing. So it's like they gave us fire. But if we didn't do anything, if we didn't do the work, it would not have given us the warmth. It wouldn't have helped us make the tools. It wouldn't have helped us develop anything. But because we did the work, and then you can compare that to it being harvest season. Because it obviously goes hand in hand there. Like You've done all this stuff. You've been creating and growing all summer. And now you have to harvest and do the work and sell the stuff and go back to school and do all of these things and get ready for the winter yeah you gotta get ready for the winter you gotta get ready to do all the stuff again and like I was just having fun right I was just having some fun but it's the discipline that we need though to do especially after the season of partying I feel like the way that creative because yeah, and even like with Gemini season leading into Cancer season, leading into Leo season, and then Virgo season, it really is all of that culminating built up to let's get our shit together and move forward now instead of living in this, I don't even want to just say fantasy world, but all three of those seasons carry a lot of different things than Virgo season does like I feel like Gemini season is the beginning of the summer so it's a time of a lot of getting back outdoors connecting back again with nature connecting with yourself and then cancer season rolls around and it's all about emotion and diving into our inner selves and then Leo season's party time it's like okay we got through that the I always view Leo season as a reward for cancer season because of my cancer placements, I do get affected by cancer season a lot. Yeah. So once Leo season rolls around, I'm ready to go. And then I love also the uh, uh, comparison of Virgo season and going back to school because it's, that's exactly how it feels, you know, Mm -hmm. even, even being out of school for as many years as I have now, still September rolls around and it's like, okay, school time, you know? So, yeah. See, I see it like a little, a little different. I agree with what you're saying, but my brain was seeing it a little differently where I was seeing Gemini being like Gemini is like the big picture, being able to think of all the things and be able to like see everything happening at once. 
right? Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, there's this like this thing and we're going to pop off, right? The idea of us going into summer, like being in that abundance and like thinking those things and creating those things. So Gemini is the big idea. Planning and all of that stuff. Well, not even. No, it's just the big idea. I see all of these things and I see how all of these things can be together and work together and then going into cancer going, okay, but what do I really want to do? Like, What is, where are my emotional ties to these things? Where do I love in relevance to this topic? And then going into Leo season, it's all right. I got the power to do it. I figured it out. These are all the different things that we're going to do. And Virgo is honing in on what it is and weeding out all the bullshit that's distracting you and getting the shit done. Yeah. And then Libra is probably balancing your time. Okay, you just fucking went through an entire whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now you're burnt out. Welcome to Scorpio season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when yeah. I, yeah, when I was thinking it like of it in that way, it was just the full like wheel of creation within the wheel of creation yeah I also feel like Virgo season could also be back to basics how do we get back to regiment routine connection to that kind of stuff and Virgos always get pinned for being perfectionists but I feel like it's about also learning how to take those small baby steps to get you to that bigger picture versus it just happening, you know? I feel like like Virgo is definitely a sign that I feel, I mean, I guess everybody, it doesn't even have to be a sign. We all want instant gratification. It doesn't matter what zodiac sign you are. That's what we want in life, especially in this age of social media and What I think I'm trying to get at essentially is that taking those baby steps to find the right pattern and rhythm in order to get to where you're going also feels very Virgo to me. Mm. It's wanting to have everything, but remembering that you have to do it one step at a time and not burn yourself out, essentially. It's saying no. Mm-hmm. It's saying bound it, which is the virgin. Yeah, I must stay pure. Exactly. No, I ain't doing that. You nasty. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting down to the nitty gritty and being able to say no and do the do the work, do the things, and get the bullshit out of the way. I also find it really interesting that what you said about Virgo and Scorpio because I can kind of see where the split is where even though Virgo is this sign of like innocence and purity and healing and connection and all of that stuff it is more rooted in the mundane a lot of the time than Scorpio is where Scorpio can be a more in-depth magical intuitive connected sign so in my like brain, the way that I'm viewing it is it's like it split the mundane and the magical in a sense. 
and in the middle is this sign of Libra that creates the balance between the two. Because Scorpios, they can also be regimented types of people. Oh, they yeah. do like to be controlled. Like, they do like to not be controlled. They, they're opposite. Sometimes they're the opposite. But yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like they they like to have control, which is also, I feel, a Virgo thing. But they're more internally deep, where... A lot of things with Virgo are more outward vision, if that c- computes correctly. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find. Because I know one of the things was because of their symbols, how their symbols are so similar, and yeah. the Scorpio one kind of being out, and the Virgo one kind of pointing in. The astrological theory is that Virgo and Scorpio were once actually one sign. Libra then came in the scales, splitting the two. This is why Libras may display both sides of the coin and represent a balance of the two, both logical and loving, both thinking and feeling. This also gives reason to why Scorpio can be overly obsessive and Virgo can be overly detached. I like this theory the most because it gives a lot more depth to the sign of Libra and the nature of the scales. There's also a theory for Greek mythology. Uh, Hades was Scorpio. And Virgo was Persephone, and she was abducted into the underworld and then grew fond of him. And the story is well known. Its connection to Scorpio and Virgo is also based off of death, like in the tarot card. Persephone leaves Earth, causing death to spring and all its blossoms. The underworld is death itself. Of course, there is a story of rebirth to tie it all in. This is just like a little boggy post. I think it's better one now than I... I like that though and I can definitely see where as we were briefly discussing earlier where Persephone would be a Virgo and Hades is 100% Scorpio just all depictions of Hades ever in life point to him Mm -hmm. being Scorpio so yeah Yeah. (laughs) that definitely makes sense to me for sure Google (laughs) So I just typed in, you know, Scorpio and Virgo split ancient astrology story. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then people also ask, <laughs> you ready? Why do Scorpios fall for Virgos? <laughs> Why are the Virgos? It's Scorp- but Yeah, that one was, I was just like. Great, great question. <laughs> they can get really competitive with each other. That's what it says. Yeah. I feel like they definitely do have similar attributes. They are perfectionists. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Mm -hmm. Which again goes into the, I ain't being with you nasty ass. No. Mm -hmm. Send those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And they're both very focused on trust and safety within other people too. And that's where Virgo can be very critical of themselves and other people at times because of fear of not being trusted or not trusting the people in their lives from past experiences. I feel Mm -hmm. like Virgos are also very nostalgic, but in a sense that where cancer is nostalgic because of feelings, Virgos are kind of like an elephant never forgets, like, you know, (laughs) kind of energy. But you are 100% correct. From that tracks from all of the, the 
all of the Virgos that I know. And I feel like the energy of it, too. Yeah. When you're trying to weed out the bullshit, get down to what it is. It's like the hyper-focus. Mm-hmm. Forgive, but don't forget. Remember where you, how you got here and why mm-hmm. you're here. Yeah. Forgiveness is hard, though, in so many different levels. Hot take. Also not necessary. True. Don't be forced into forgiveness. I'm just thinking of the one Duncan Trussell episode with the Midnight Gospel. I was talking about how he pissed off a friend. And he apologized. And the friend was like, I don't forgive you. And he's like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. And that was it? The end? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into a... I mean, that's the story. Yeah, that's the story of basically accepting the fact that like people don't have to forgive you. Wow. How did we get here? Where? What just happened? <laughs> well, just that forgiveness. I, I just mentioned that it was hard. Yeah. Because, you know, it's especially when the harm nostalgia essentially is how we got yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. And but especially when the harm with this... or whatever it is, is something that reminds you of something that has happened in the past and then you're mad because you didn't expect that. Yeah. So it's just shadow work and triggers. Mm-hmm. Pew, 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 pew. Which I never really thought of the fact that it's like somebody's triggering you. It's like you pull the trigger to like shoot. Like you get mm. shot. Yeah. That's really stupid, but that's just something I'm like, wait a minute. Shot through my heart. Yeah. And you're too blank. You're too late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Darling, do right. you give love a bad name? A bad, bad name. I guess that's going on the Virgo season. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, it is. Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to make it right now. Shot through the heart. Love that like, song. Where do I write that down? All right, so that's that's just the Virgo story. Do we have the Virgo tarot cards? The hermit. The hermit. Always seeking clarity, understanding, knowledge. It's the somebody is saying a bunch of things, and everyone's like, "That's really great," but like, what was what are we supposed to do? Like, what is the what was the point of that? And Virgo being like, "Oh, this is what we need to do." Being able to get to the the meaning of it. And also the going inward so that you can sustain the growth that you want to create as well. Yeah. It's like, how do I best function? I always think of Virgo and Gemini as puzzles. More Virgo than Gemini. But when I think We're of definitely my Virgo... both very puzzly. And whenever I think of my Virgo Mercury, I just think of how do I what is the best way for this, these pieces to fit together? And a lot of the times it's about just putting everything in its right place. And that may take me a lot of time and a lot of conversation with different people, but I feel like Virgos are also thrive on getting perspective from other people. And even though the hermit is very much going into inward and going into your shell, where that relates to Virgo is trusting, learning how to trust yourself and learning how to trust your inner self. And even monitoring your thoughts is, I feel like, even mm-hmm. though, oh, that, yes. you know, even though I feel like that really relates to my Virgo Mercury, I feel like that that also relates to Virgos in general as well. Yeah. And learning how to monitor those thoughts and feelings. And yeah, absolutely some hermit affirmations kind of tie into this Mm -hmm. one being I enjoy exploring my inner worlds in meditation and times alone yeah 
I will not compromise that which is important to me. This is a good one. You ready? The hermit best supports the process of completing unfinished business tied with the past. <laughs> oh, yeah. that nostalgia we were talking uh-huh, about. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is an archetype that assists contemplation and honors individual needs for space. If you choose to bring more beauty, balance, and organization into your life, the hermit is the symbol that can motivate you to execute those qualities in your life. Through meditation and creative visualization, the hermit allows you to get in touch with the inherent wise person within. So I have a Zodiac tarot deck that I absolutely love. And in this deck, the hermit has a lantern Mm -hmm. and is like, you know, walking through the woods shrouded with this lantern. And it brings me back to how we were talking about Dr. Yusui potentially being a Sagittarius. I also Mm -hmm. feel like Virgo makes a lot of sense for that too. And not only just because that card represents Virgo, but it's that, and also Chiron energy too, of how do I heal myself in order to help other people? I feel like those things are very like linked together, you know, and Virgo being a sign that is a great teacher, a great inspirer, somebody who can, even though they may be nervous is great at public speaking, they're good at delivering a message, you know, maybe not public speaking, but getting their message across, you know, Mm -hmm. but without that inner work and that time and that reflection and that space, like burnout is so easy. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like with Dr. Asui, Virgo is him climbing the mountain Mm -hmm. and getting there and sitting there and doing the meditation and getting the knowledge. And then he comes running down the mountain, full Sagittarius. (laughs) Yes. "Ah, You got a toothache? (laughs) Got you, homie. Just loving it. I got so much to share. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even just slides down the hill, doesn't even run, just like mm-hmm. <laughs> heel, heel slides the whole way down. That's how he hurt his ankle. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Figure That's it out. It's a melody to Funky Town. <laughs> Won't you take me to Funky Town? All right. Yeah, the hermit feels good. Hermit feels good. Feels cozy. Uh, I've been hermiting. Yeah, you've been Virgoing. Well, Capricorn rising. Yeah. But you're uh, you're fully in Virgo season energy. <laughs> yes. And also, it kind of ties into what I was saying, though, with it being like Leo Virgo. Right. Right now. I'm in that in that in that balance because the schedule was out went out. Schedule's done. It's out. Yeah, it is. It is. Out. And it's a work of art. I wish it was. I wish I could it make is. it pretty. I, w- I wish I could make it pretty, but this is just the most logical Virgo way to do the schedule. Because there's I used to make it as like a thing to print out. And be posted around and you would get the workshops, like the list of classes, but it's just, there's too many, too many facilitators uh, and facilitators are humans. Yeah. 
And, and also happens. with technology, it, it just makes the schedule, it's easier that it's a spreadsheet. Because as you've stated in the past before, the schedule changes up until the day of, even sometimes on the day of. A little bit, but I feel, knock on wood, I feel really good about this one because I, I wasn't, I gave myself to the 16th of August to Whoa. put the schedule out. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I released it two weeks earlier than... In comfort, so that's good. Yeah. Like, without without fear of release, you know. Yeah. And what so I f- yeah, I feel like it's it's good. There's not, I don't think there's going to be many more changes, which is nice. What I really yeah. love about the schedule this year is the little pictures you put in it. <laughs> Thank you. It brings me so much joy <laughs> to see the little pictures A in little- the- in there like the paint ground picture the pictures of the bands that kind uh-huh. of stuff yeah it just fills my heart with so much joy it's I fun. really love it it's yeah fun. yeah it's a good it's a good time and I just you know if, if I can do it why not right I it gives it and also the different colors like it's just to me my Virgo Mercury is incredibly happy with it but also not looking at it as a facilitator looking at it as an attendee it just makes sense it's broken up really well it has it shows all of the different options and I just also love that a lot of these classes are on multiple days so it makes it easier for you to get to everything that you want to which I know you have been doing but with the influx of extra facilitators Mm. yes it doesn't feel overcrowded does that make sense it does and I've added some new locations too that kind of spread it out like the new classroom spaces cool and I, I, I think this is this is the most that that can ever fit it's crammed it's yeah. like too much it's almost it's almost too much but it's okay though because it's one of the things that makes it feel small and intimate because there are so many options people go to a lot of different things but yeah i mean it never feels overcrowded there which i love like even on friday and saturday the busiest days you're never like even in the cafeteria it feels more cozy than anything you know yeah, yeah. and I think that that's important because the space is so big. It gives you so many things to do. Even if you don't want to go to classes, you could go hiking. You could go to the river. You could do a million things. So I mean, technically on the poster, it should say over 200 workshops and activities. Wow. I'm like, I was just doing the math in my head and I'm like. Sold yourself short. There's 20 (laughs) more workshops times two, 40. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of other things like on the side that's happening. Yeah. It's Almost. a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's probably like 180. So I probably should have changed to like over 150 mm. workshops and activities. But what the one thing that's really fun because, okay, I'm obviously very neurotic about this schedule. One year I had it open uh, like some of the other people on the team had access to the schedule. 
Right. And one of them just accidentally like fucked shit up. And I didn't know what it was that they did. And it just sent me, it sent me. (laughs) Spiraling. Spiraling. Because I didn't know. And I, it still, if I go back to that year, it's still fucked up. I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what it was that they did. Yeah. And so now whenever I make these, I only let people comment on it if they are on the team and then everyone else can just view it. <laughs> like I'm the only one that can change anything on it. But because of that, what's cool is I can see the little, like when people are looking at it. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. Uh, right now there's a, there's an anonymous turtle. There's an anonymous armadillo. Uh, and I, I was texting with Kim and it was like anonymous Dumbo octopus. <laughs> That's it was funny. the weirdest shit. Yes, anonymous Dumbo octopus. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you so you can post it on social media because I need you Please to know do. that it, it's a real thing. I saw uh, it. I saw it with my eyes, and I will. But share I need it everyone with the class. else to see it. Yeah, I'll share it with the class. <laughs> You're like, I'm not lying. Let me tell them. (laughs) I'm very excited. And I feel like it makes a lot of sense that you would be uh, anal about the schedule, not only because of all of the work that it takes for it to come together, but literally everybody is looking at this schedule multiple times at all times. So Why would you do that to me? Well, no. But like, I'm I know saying... that that's a thing. <laughs> but, like, I don't need you to tell me it and then make me lose my shit. But what I'm saying is that it's perfect. And with you being the only person that can edit it or control it, it makes it even more special, you know? Everyone's looking at it. <laughs> I feel so exposed. <laughs> Like you in your underwear, standing in front of a crowd. Yeah. Well, it's, like I, I sent it out to, I sent it out to facilitators first. I let them comment and oh, whatever it is that they need, um, and then I sent out. And there's just there's so many so many pages, and I just, it's so much to look at. Yeah. It hurts my brain, and I had a few people message me after I released it, and they were like, "Oh, like this thing can this." an extra half an hour with this blah, blah, blah. and I, I really said I was like I'm not looking at it for at least 24 hours so send me a text message of your edit I'm not going to open it and when I sit down in front of it then I will I will open up your text message and I will change the thing yeah but I had to burgo and say no so I, I was going to say got to set those boundaries oh. got to do it got to do it mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm I feel like you're doing a better job at that this year. Yeah, like I had a bunch of people I sent out the year confirmed requests. And then there was that other Google sheet, the Google form to be filled out again. And a lot of people did not fill it out. And then once I released, like I just didn't hear from them. And I'd message them and I was like, I'm not chasing people to facilitate Right, uh, and and they didn't fill the thing out, and then I sent it out, and now there's people that are messaging me like, "I thought I was confirmed." I'm like, "Yeah, 
but you had to fill out that other form. Like, but you didn't do your homework and you didn't do it. And I'm not, I don't got time. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't even know where I'd fit most of them at this point. It's kind of good. I'm glad they didn't fill it out. Especially with 70 facilitators or that's a lot. That's the most you've ever had. Correct. Yeah. So unfortunately, well, it's, it's technically more than 70 because some of them have more than one facilitator in them. And then sometimes they like, oh, but yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Got to set boundaries. Yep. I'm just going to keep it at 50 from now on. I'm not doing 70 again. Top 50. That's all you get. It's great that you have so many people wanting to be a part of it, though. That's it's very Absolutely. exciting. Yeah. I was there was two hundred applications. Wow, for facilitating, yeah. And I wanted to say yes to everybody, and then I was like, I can't. Do you think that you're soon going to be growing out of Campanaba? I probably could, but that would look like something completely different. Yeah, uh, because Campanaba, like the whole structure and the idea is to keep it at a certain amount of people. To be able to create the, it's for the psychology purpose of it. So the human brain can only really recognize around 400 people in a tribe and in a community. So that's just facts happening from a while back. So the whole idea is to not have any more, to be around that amount, you know, the four to 500 amount. So I... I think that's a whole Different other aspect. Well, it's, a, it's one of the aspects to why it really does foster community. It's yep. because it's not a place that has thousands of people. It's designed to have maybe just a little bit more people than you're like to have faces that you, you're, you can remember. So you can actually be able to connect and people's faces don't blend in. So that would be my thing is that Campanaba is kind of perfect for that. Absolutely. Cause it gives, it's the exact amount of people that can fit on that property. Um, so if it, if it were to outgrow Campanaba, it would be something in addition to this. A whole um, other idea. Possibly. Yeah. Cool. The intimacy of it definitely makes it very special, for sure. Yeah. It feels yeah. like coming home and like a family reunion. <laughs> I do I do love that. I love that everyone feels that way. You know, a bunch of folks that came last year are planning to go get tattoos after. Yeah. And I want I, I got added into that Marco group, but I know that I'm not gonna be able to get away. <laughs> clean up day brb guys i'm gonna go get a tattoo love you <laughs> yeah yeah i know that's not gonna that's not gonna it's not gonna work but but how kind how sweet how exciting i still want to yeah i'm like i still want to be a part of it because i want to know what you're getting <laughs> yeah i want to see so keep it. me in the group i'll look at the marcos mm -hmm. on the day i want to see all the tattoos i want to see the mm -hmm. ideas mm -hmm. it's that whole gemini and leo thing of i don't want to be a part of the drama i just want to know 107 percent about what happened yes <laughs> yes Even not though this there's drama in that tattoo but, but right. it's just like yeah yeah just i just, I, I, just 
I still need to know all of it. I need to be involved, even though I can't be involved. Right. Absolutely. I need to be in- involved from afar. I have something that I learned that's completely random that I want to share with you. Please tell me. You know, expo markers for dry erase boards? Yes. You can use them on your windows. Really? So all these people are making all this money selling these plastic, clear, fucking boards. Right. And you can literally get them for your windows and just use your goddamn window. Wow. You learn something new every day. Every day. That makes me think of TV shows that are like forensic scientists and they have this like clear glass board yeah. that they write on. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just write on your windows. I got the neon. This is also how we're going to tag it. the cars this year on the inside cool. of the. So we don't have paint on there. I know everyone really likes it because it stays on there for a really long time, but good on the inside. Yeah, be easier. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. John's making something and it smells fucking amazing. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for that food. That's yeah. one of the best things out of Anahata's purpose. Mm, yeah. What are you cooking? Babe. Do you have headphones on? John! What are you cooking? Cheeseburgers. That's not what I thought it was. But I'm fucking mm-hmm. here for goddamn cheeseburger. Hi, cheeseburger? John. He can't hear Lisa me. Lisa says hi. <laughs> and how excited she is for foodies. And I was like, I should not cheeseburgers. You're not going to get cheeseburgers? <laughs> that's rude. Well, not that's rude. <laughs> and, and the, I got you on a future cheeseburger. Future cheeseburger. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, so Anahata's Purpose, coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah, wait. Yeah. It'll be what, how many weeks once this is out? Uh, I think it it will be three weeks. Yeah, because this comes out on the 10th, my birthday, don't forget. My birthday, August 10th, Grace's birthday. Um, And... (laughs) Yes. It's 31 days right now. Yes. Tomorrow will be 30 days. Wow, yeah. So, twenty-eight days when you guys hear this, if you hear it on the day that it comes out. Also, we didn't get the chance to do a full Anahata's episode this year, but if you're interested in hearing our perspectives on it, how it was born, and all of that stuff, we do have an Anahata's episode from last year that came out around this time last year. And it does have some of the facilitators that will be there this year, but for different classes. I'm pretty sure everybody that's on there is going yeah. to be there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of the facilitators that we talked to are going to be there. I know Dr. Nick Atlas is kind of changing some things up, but it's still lucid dreaming. Erica is Bob will be virtual. Well, Bob will be virtual. Oh, yes. I want to tell us. Well, if you want to tell us a little bit about the new class Erica is teaching. Because she has been the one that's been doing the befriending the shadow. Now I think yeah. she's doing boundaries and relationships, or is that her partner that's doing that? That's her partner that's doing that one. She's doing reparenting, which Ooh. is just so important. 
especially after the shadow work and mm-hmm. moving through that and realizing being able to to look at all those things and then reparenting takes it to the next step, in my opinion, of being able to see where you learned those traits, how, what was it that you should have learned, and then being able to give that to yourself, give those lessons to yourself. I also love being a multi-year attendee because seeing the evolution of the classes, like I saw there was also an archery 102, like things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel that's really fun for people that have been there multiple times and have taken these classes multiple times that now it's the next step. I love that. Yeah. Like for like Colleen, I've always had her do the fool's journey and I've always told her the babe, I'm still recording the fuck out of here. (laughs) I don't care. Go pay the cheese tax in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I told Colleen that the fool's journey always has to be a workshop at the, at the bleepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year uh, this year we're like no no I don't I don't think it needs to be. So she's doing like how to read tarot, like the art of reading tarot and the art of channeling, which I think is really cool. Uh there's also there's a bunch of tarot classes. I saw. Year. I'm excited yeah. for the reversals class. I am too. I'm excited to meet Luke. Mm-hmm. I, I have never Luke was just somebody who applied and from my conversation with them they seem awesome and I'm very excited to meet them and I'm also really excited for Gina's class with the tarot archetypes and numerology yeah so Gina's the first person to be doing numerology I think cool which is crazy that we haven't had that but they're also doing another class, which is probably one of the classes that, you know how there's always, I, I, I try to get to two. Mm-hmm. One of the other ones that she is doing is about contracts, uh, like spiritual contracts. And I feel like that is. That one was very intriguing. Yeah. Why can't I find the name of it? Hold, please. Hold, please. I also, uh, while you're looking for that, I did want to also mention the uh, intro to Vedic astrology with Leslie, Mm -hmm. because that is a whole nother type of astrology, and it is so deep and layered, just like the astrology that we study is. So if you are interested in continuing your astrological journey to include other forms of astrology as well. I highly recommend going to that workshop. I definitely want to go to that one 100%. Not only is Leslie just such a great teacher and soul and person and energy, but I know they're also super knowledgeable about astrology. Yeah, Extremely knowledgeable. Uh, they reached out to me last year. Well, I reached out to them last year, right around this time, wanting them to do my chart. I just didn't work out. And they actually messaged me today. And they were like, hey, I know we tried to do it last year, but we tried to do it this year. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work out financially. Uh, and they were like, well, we can do a skill trade. Maybe just do Reiki. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do that. I'm very excited about it. I love trades. 
same. The workshop is called Archetypes and Sacred Contracts. Yes. With Gina. With Gina. Learn about the sacred contracts and the primary archetypes that we incarnated with. We will discuss how to recognize a sacred contract and how your chosen archetypes are here to help you fulfill your soul's purpose. The poetess. Which that wording is never like fully my favorite, but the part like your soul's part, like what's your purpose here? Mm-hmm. Which I know sounds very funny considering Anahata's purpose, but like <laughs> the whole idea behind that is that like your heart's purpose is to literally like eat, yeah, uh, and keep things going. So, but I just love the I feel like sacred contracts, like the idea of contracts, just gets thrown around a lot. Like, oh, I just have right. this, must have had this horrible contract. So I'm just I'm really excited to see how that that workshop I agree 100% because it feels like oh my god there's an anonymous dolphin now (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at it right now I see an anonymous alligator there's a chinchilla anonymous chinchilla just popped up (laughs) oh I didn't know that you could see that too I thought I was I can that's good I can indeed also I saw that Primal Scream is happening during our podcast, but I did see that it's happening again because I didn't make it last year. So when I saw it was happening during our podcast, I was like, no. And then I scrolled further and I saw part two. So I'm excited about that. So I was not even going to bring that up to you guys till the day of because I just thought of how funny it's going to be when, you know, we're recording, and then all of a sudden, in the distance, there'll be the screaming and drums playing. We'll- <laughs> this is actually, you know, what? it's not even it's not even Mercury retrograde. It's the universe just being like, no one cares about what you're talking about, guys. No, they care. Go eat your cheeseburger, Rachel. The folks at home care. They love us. They love us, and we love them. <laughs> but this is the end we tried so many times this is the fourth this is the end yes Ooh, another good song Mm -hmm. i feel like that one should go on scorpio season Ooh, what else is there sweet potatoes and green beans Mm, i love sweet potatoes is there an egg on this again i hope you enjoy your burger Thank you. I'm very hungry and I'm excited. Sorry, this is such an abrupt ending, folks, but that's just the way that the universe Mercury. is intending it today. Yeah. Retro shade. Astro hose out. Astro hose out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini One Leo. Tell them to say hi to the folks at home. Sweet potato. What was that? Tell them to say hi to the folks at home. Actually, I haven't even asked him yet, but I actually think I want him to be the person that I talk to 
about Anna Hada's to go oh, at the end fun. of this. Yeah. Cool. You, you want to record and eat some cheeseburgers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you spring this on me? <laughs> about Anna Hada's. I don't know. We'll figure it out and then we'll post it at the end of this episode so people will know that you're hesitant about it and, that, and like you have to do it. And like I had to do it. And well, I forced you to do it. It's, it's a fine. What do you mean? That's exactly. Well, you don't need to know a vibe or anything. You just. I think we can just keep all that. Yep, there it is. That's that's our interview. I hope you can hear all of that well. I'll Uh, try to, like, lift it a little bit, like, amplify them. That's it. There you go. Uh, I think think that you should still make him record. I'm going to try. It'll be eating eating cheeseburgers with Ray and John. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're literally just like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're like juicy, so it's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited about it. Let's see if I can make it happen. <laughs>